Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, episode 40 of 40 Ball of the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. I am uh, T.C. Fontaine. Uh, Malik cannot make it today. Uh, so I got Reek with me, man. Reek Havoc, uh, Havoc Gower. Uh, how's it going, Reek? I'm good, man. Chilling. Man, welcome back. Uh, also joining us on the show, uh, RN of the uh, Smack NXT and the Smack Raw podcast. Uh, you can check them out on Wrestling News World. Uh, how's it going, bro? Doing good, y'all. Appreciate y'all having me for sure. Man, thanks for joining us. Uh, I, I guessed it on um, their show, uh, Smack Raw, their uh, Raw recap podcast uh, last night. Uh, we recording this on. Uh, I lost track of the dates because you know quarantine <laughs> and everything. I just can't keep up no more at this point. Um, what's today? Uh, today is the twenty sixth of May. So yeah, I, I recorded yeah. after the uh, May twenty fifth episode of Monday Night Raw. Go ahead and uh, and check them out. Uh, really dope network. Uh, you know we're gonna be working together. So uh, Facts. we gotta. It, everybody got to stick together in this community. That's the only way everybody can grow is just we just got to work together and network. You can't get nowhere without networking with folks. You know, Fact, I'm kind of yeah. learning that the hard way. Uh, better <laughs> late than never. But, right. <laughs> man, how's, how's everything going with y'all, man? I'm good. Like, this is quarantine shit. Like, I'm happy I'm still working from home because I don't know hey. if I, I've been freaked out back in the office, bro. Somebody cough. I've been ran out that bitch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, see, and, and, and Rico over here essentially a essential worker and, and all that. So, you know, he he all got the, the luxuries of the working from home, but you know he y'all the real MVPs. Yeah, y'all the real MVPs for sure. I wish I wish they give y'all something more than than a commercial on, on you know on television to show y'all love for it. But. <laughs> I'm like, can I get like an extra dollar on on my raise, like something, man? Yeah, man, hey, something. I've been, been on like a mini vacation though, cause I had the weekend off, and then I was off the holiday, and I always got off Tuesday, so I just been chilling the last like oh, yeah. four days. I had my barbecues and everything like that. I'm getting some good food. That's what's up. So uh, I got some good time. Now I'm about to go back to to work for like six days straight. So it's the calm before the storm. <laughs> Man, yeah, make that money, man. Hopefully, hopefully it's still clear up soon, though. You know, I think it's by choice is gonna clear up. It's, the crazy thing is, I, I I feel like we're not gonna hear much about like Corona just as time goes on. It's just gonna slowly just disappear. Like, I don't think that's true, though, bro. I really don't think that's true. I like this some mind altering shit, bro. Like, I don't. Think they even talking about it. Might not even be school next year. They might still be going from school. From home here in Ohio, so like I think this shit's gonna we're gonna have to ride this one out. Yeah, I, I low key hope so because like, I'm a I'm a college student. I'm a I'm in my my last year. Nice. Uh, I it's, it's a class I took last semester that I failed. Yeah. It was just so tough, and like I I would rather take it online. So like I gotta retake <laughs> <it this> semester. <laughs> I would rather take that shit online because it it just I don't know. Uh, I like online work, man. So I was I exact. Like, I was exact opposite when I was in school, bro. I, if you you didn't have my ass somewhere where I had to be, you might as well just say I ain't even gonna pass that class. <laughs> <laughs> I just I mean, say, you know, it's easier to find the answers. I could look online and find them, and just like bam, like I can't do that. Like, so like sometimes, sometimes it don't work. Sometimes it do. But uh, man, it's a, it's another week. Uh, we we are you know, it looks like the NBA might be coming back soon. So we gonna go. have that. I can't wait. Uh, but 
this whole time, man, wrestling has been here for us, uh, holding it down. And so we, we hear just another week. Uh, I, I just want to start off. Uh, I, I'm not too familiar with uh, with this young woman, but I do want to send my condolences uh, to uh, Hana Kimura. Uh, she was a uh, female wrestler um, over in Japan and stardom uh was uh, apparently a cast member of a, a reality TV show over there in Japan uh had had something go down the fans of the show didn't really care for it and uh were just sending a bunch of hateful messages to her uh it got to her and uh she ended up uh, taking her life over a bunch of comments from social media from crazy people and uh my initial thought with this was just like bro wrestling fans have finally done it man uh, but apparently it wasn't wrestling fans, but wrestling fans tend to kind of go that route with things they don't like. Yeah. Like, you know, wrestling fans are ass, bro. They're, they're terrible. Uh, you know, we saw it. We, you know, we saw probably more recently when uh, everybody, you know, got mass released from WWE, right? Uh, and people want to be on the moral high horse and feel bad for, you know, guys and girls that they enjoy to the point where, they're directing comments at like directly at people they don't like just saying like oh yeah. i wish you got fired like baron yeah. corbin i wish you got fired yeah. that's not cool bro, i so, told these i, I got into it with a few of these punk bitches bro and i told them bro like i am not an internet gangster i yeah. will pull down i travel all the fucking time i will come to come and see you and keep that same energy when i knock on your door right. <laughs> bro like that's i i have to tell these motherfuckers all the time like don't think just because I like wrestling and I'm one of these geek ass niggas, bro. You will catch these hands. Facts, man. And, you know, it, it, it's it's just wild to me. Uh, it's an outpouring support. Uh, last yeah. week is just a terrible week, man. Um, you know, first first with Shaq Gaspard, now this. Oh uh, man, I'm just man, that's hoping. Like, that's yeah, a real hero, bro. Like I, yeah, any any real father would have did the same thing. Like fuck that, bro. Don't get me. Go get my son. Yeah, make make sure he good. Like right, that's some real hero shit right there. Like, like for real. Like that shit still like that hurts me. I got kids, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, like that 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 hurt. That was a that was a real blow for sure. I tell you, man, that that shit hurt my heart. Like I thought back to the first time I seen him in JTG back in like '06. Yeah, man, like oh man, not shot, man. And I just thought about JTG too, because that's like his yeah. brother for real. And they was talking yeah. about bringing him back to the WWE when they, well, that's what the dirt sheets and shit said that they was like. And I heard that last year. Back. Yeah. And I, I was hoping right. it, I was hoping it happened, man. But uh, right. unfortunately, it, it's it's not gonna happen. Um, but as as far as like Honda Kimura, man, she twenty two years old. That's that's crazy. Right. Like, I, I like I got unc I, I get uncomfortable when it's people like my age. I was born in ninety two. I yeah. get uncomfortable seeing like ninety two two whenever like yeah so seeing like anything less than that like ninety seven that's that's insane man that's crazy um, so uh rest in peace I, I I I you know from and I gotta go check out her catalog I'm like I said I'm not too familiar with her uh wasn't familiar with the name until this weekend but. Uh, I, I do definitely have to go and see, you know, check some old matches um, and, and just see, you know, maybe any matches she had in the past with some women I am familiar with. Like, I know um, Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane were in stardom, you know, just you know, about three years ago. So maybe she has some matches with, with them I, I could be interested in. So 
Facts. Uh, yeah, it's it's just yeah. wild. I, I I hate to see that. I hate to see that just from any uh any any fan base um in right. anything. I know like probably a little hypocritical. I used to be wild on the internet too, but I, I was younger. Like I'm I'm 27 years old, man. Yeah. Like I'm not like 18 no more. It's different when I was 18 doing that stuff. Like you don't know no better, but over time you learn and you just kind of take a different mindset to things. So uh hopefully a lot more people learn the the unfortunate thing is a lot of grown ass adults still that that still yeah. act like that on the internet uh it's stop like it's cool to it's cool to criticize it's cool to even express how you feel about somebody just don't do it directly to them to where they see it yeah. you don't know what's going on with somebody or what's going on in their head so uh just 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 be just be nicer to people especially people in the public eye just remember just because they're celebrities and, and you see them on TV, they seem larger than life. Like they got these larger than life personalities as wrestlers. They still are real people. Facts. Uh, and not just wrestlers, just anybody in particular. They are still real people. So yeah. just like that. Uh, yeah, man. It's, see, it's, it's, it's crazy because you see it all the time. And it, it a lot of times it'd be some, some of the people in the industry. Like I thought yeah. back to the whole thing with uh, Morrow. And all the times they've been messing with him on the air, talking about how he commentates and everything like that, from JBL to Corey Graves. Like, yo, the dude really seriously has a condition. Like, he really has bipolar disorder. You know, that, that stuff yeah. really gets to him. So it's like, like for real, tomorrow shit kind of kind of hit close home because I'm actually bipolar as well. So, like, that shit kind of hit close home. Like, I'm I'm not I'm. I'm not as internal internal as like most people like who are bipolar like because I I have other outlets that I use to kind of like climb out of my dark holes. But like I know what that's like where I have days where I don't want to get out of bed or like I just want to sit in the dark and like I let shit get to me that shit. So like some of that like especially tomorrow stuff like that shit hits close to home and like like I'm not down for that, bro. Like I talk my shit on wrestling and stuff, but I'm talking about the character. I'm not attacking someone's personal life. I'm not yeah. talking about their family. I'm not talking about their kids. I, I ain't never said I wish somebody die or any shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like that shit. That shit is crazy. Like, I it 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 blows my mind how how people are on the internet through a keyboard, man. The the way adults act over a soap opera is yeah, it's not real. <laughs> that, it, that, it, that, that that they swear up and down is fake. It ain't real. Yeah. But y'all got such emotion over it. Yeah. Like, and they feelings like it, like bro. like for nothing, bro. Like chill. Like and in this case, it, it was a dose over a reality show. Like you you think just you know these people, you don't know these people, man. And the reality shows ain't even real. Sometimes they think they're the shit. Like they scripted reality. It's all scripted. Like like that's crazy to me, man. They they fake. Like like for for instance, I'm gonna tell people this. Like those uh. Those shows and they got the audience and shit. That shit fake. I've been on. I've, like, yeah. I'm an actor. I've been in one of them audiences before. <laughs> they tell you how to react. They be like, all right, yeah. like react this way. Just react this. Way. Like it's just off. They put the lights up that says clap. Yeah, yeah. My, like, my, my stepdad was an actor. He's in a bunch of sitcoms and shit, like and everything like that. And he like, it's it's all fake. It's all fake. It's, it's all just entertainment, man. So as long as you entertain by you, you know, and sometimes people say they're not entertained by certain things. I'm not either. Like, to be yeah. honest with you, like, I'm not I'm not going to be entertained by everything. But there's something there for you that that's entertaining you because you keep coming back. So just just remember that that's what it's for. And just remember, like, when these people aren't on television, especially nowadays, like this isn't the, the 70s anymore. Like. Once these wrestlers are off television, 
they not that character. Like they, they are a person. This this ain't like the seventies where like I remember uh, I seen something on on Instagram. And it was about uh, the Big Show was telling a story about how like Hulk Hogan was uh, was breaking kayfabe on the airplane one time, and so like he had to just like intervene and and just because you know Andre and Hogan was feuding, he mm-hmm. just had to intervene and just like basically shoot an angle right there on the plane just to. <laughs> <laughs> like, but people don't have to do that no more. Like, you know, well, it, it used to be, it used to be an unspoken rule. Like, they didn't play yeah. around about that. Like, I remember hey, the story yeah. about um, what was it, Jim Duggan and I think Iron Sheik. They got caught with like a whole bunch of drugs in the car and everything like that. Duggan is a face. Sheik is one of the biggest heels. So it's like once they found out about that, it's like, yeah, you in trouble for that. But y'all broke kayfabe. And the world, yeah, they, they so, fired one of them for that too, didn't yeah. they? Because they were together. They, I know they fired or suspended one of them because they was together. It was, uh, I remember Jim Cornette was talking about that. Like y'all ain't supposed to be together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like even like one of the Von Erics like killed himself just because he was supposed to be this baby face and he he got a, a DUI and got caught yeah. with weed car. You know, he ended up killing himself over because he thought his image was ruined. That's like it, that that's that's a toxic mindset to have. That right. This industry has had, and I'm glad they moved past that. But now, uh, I think the fans need to learn to kind of move past that a little bit more too. Like these are human beings; they're not it's just because you see them on TV all the time, and you know you're gonna have an emotional attachment to them. You know, certain wrestlers die. Like I felt terrible the whole like what Monday finding out the news about Shad, and then just like kind of realizing like he's probably dead. It's just the fact that you just don't know it. Was yeah. kind of so you feel a certain way. You have an emotional attachment, but like you still don't know these people, bro. Yeah, like, it's because you have an attachment. You don't know them, though. I like, was reading a whole lot of like these posts from everybody that's close to it, like Chavo and um, MVP and anything like that. They were basically spelling it out for you. I'm like, okay, y'all know what's up. You just don't want to say it, yeah. put it out there before it's official. Yeah, so right. you're just kind of getting your mind ready to hear the news as it was already. Facts. Yeah, so like the yeah the whole the whole situation is just crazy. I don't want to spend too much time on it because I can just like kind of sound like I'm rambling and just kind of sound like a a broken record by by my criticism of <laughs> wrestling fans. I, I as a wrestling fan myself, I don't like other wrestling fans like that. The ones that just can't be chill about it, just like understand it's a TV show. You don't have to right. angry about everything all the time, like. The way certain people react is like you would have thought it was their life. And right. that's, that's weird to me. Me too. Like, like, and my shit too is like when they you can't agree on something, like some of these AEW stands and shit and everything. Right. Like, bro, we don't have to like the same thing. Like, nah. we can still be cool and think and you hate one guy and I like one guy. Like, that doesn't mean we gotta talk shit and like it turn into an argument because I don't believe what you believe. Like, bro, like it's not. That serious, yeah. So, uh, yeah, facts. I can't say <laughs> let's, let's move on, man. Let's, let's just move on, man. Uh, we are uh, a year removed from the inaugural, uh, double or nothing. Um, I wish Malik was here so we could reflect, man. Me and Malik were both in the building for AEW's first oh, show yeah. uh, last year, and, and uh, we we're supposed to be there this year, but we know what happened. Uh, instead, uh, Double or Nothing uh, had their second show this weekend. Uh, took place at a uh, Daly's place in the uh, Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. I forget the name of it. Uh, 
the main event took place there. Let's let's run it down. We're gonna we're gonna get some grades. Uh, we'll get you guys overall thoughts on each match, man. Um, we started off with the the uh, the pre-show. Uh, the best friends defeated Private Party uh, to get a number one contenders for the AEW Tag Team Championship. Uh, shout out to uh, Private Party for uh, hitting the G9, the Crime Time uh, finish. <laughs> yeah, right. That during the match, that was dope. Uh, I picked Best Friends to win last week on the uh, on the pre uh, on the prediction show, uh, just because it makes sense. They've been on a hot streak. Uh, you know, they got so much momentum, especially with uh, Orange Cassidy uh, on their team as well. So it just seemed like a no brainer for them to win. Uh, the match itself, uh, I am not. Uh, I probably give it a B. Like it wasn't wasn't great. Like nothing really stood out. But uh, it was a it was a cool little opener. I think it would have been really good, like in front of an actual crowd, just to kind of get yeah. that. But uh, you know, guys make the most of, of everything here. Uh, what, what grade would you guys give? We're gonna start off with Reek, man. Uh, what grade would you give this match? And uh, what were your uh, overall thoughts? I saw like. Most of it, I didn't see the whole thing, but you know it was it was pretty well put together. Like you said, it was better if they have a crowd to work with. But I mean, you know, best friends are one of the the better tag teams in the division. It, it was the right move. So I mean, I'd probably give it like a C plus, something like that. What about you, RN? Uh, it it was like a B for me. Like I I, I fucks with a uh, private party. Like I wish they would get more TV time, but I know like all the stuff that's going on, like it's kind of slim pickings on how who you can and cannot use for the shows. But I think it was like a solid B. I mean, they, of course, like you said, best friend has been on the streak. So I picked them to win also on our prediction show too. So it is what it is. Yeah, it was, it was a no brainer. Um, cool match. Uh, it was, it was cool just to kind of get things started. Uh, right. So for the main show, uh, we had the casino ladder match. Uh, I, I thought this was cool. I, my, my main beef with this match, though, was like I don't I don't like the the whole like uh, elimination chamber like Royal Rumble aspect of everything. Like where one guy comes out after like two minutes. I don't like that because what if somebody just climbed the ladder like within the first yeah. first minute of the match? So I actually. I didn't mind it, you know what I'm saying, especially because of the the combat who they all had in it. Like I felt like it gave the, the enough time to kind of build towards everything. The the, th the part that I hated about this match, well, I don't know if you're gonna get to it or not, but was Brian Cage being under that damn poker chip for half the damn match. You know, yeah, what let's, let's talk about that real quick. So, uh, Brian Cage uh, debuts as a as a surprise man, a number nine man. Uh, I remember. Um, Back in January, hearing something about him signing mm -hmm. with AEW uh, after the uh, TNA pay per view, like he was scheduled to have a match on that show, and they they never had it. Like he, they wrote him off, and uh, he got injured. He tore his he tore his bicep, right? Yeah, bicep or yeah so they, they kind of they never had the match, and uh, they wrote him off. His contract ended mm -hmm. uh, at, after that, and like I think that night they, I heard like some rumblings about him signing with AEW, and then just. I heard nothing more about it. 
the funny part is though, like when all those rumors and shit was going on, he got on Twitter and said that it's all bullshit. No, they're they're not true. He didn't sign with anybody. And then two months later, he debuts on AEW. Yeah, some, somebody just talked too soon. Uh, <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> but uh Brian Cage uh made his debut as a ninth man. Looks like he's gonna be managed by Taz. Um he comes out, breaks a ladder apart. Uh, I don't know what that was about. It's basically to show, like, you know, he's a beast or whatever. Uh, and, and what you had mentioned, Arian, where they, like, threw him under the poker chip and all the BS. Like, I, I didn't like that because they did that with Braun Strowman, like, two years yeah. of the money in the bank. Like, they did the same exact thing where all the competitors just, like, whooped up on this dude just to take him out. And but people look at me like I'm bugging, but AEW is – all everything WWE, bro. Like it's like All everything WCW. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's, I, it's not that I don't like AEW because I like a lot of the people there. Like, I'm a Kenny Omega stand, bro. Not this AEW watered down bullshit version of him that's here, but him. I've met Ray Phoenix. I've seen him perform a couple times here at uh, Rockstar Pro, which is where the guys like Sammy Callahan, all of them, it's their school and their promotion they own here in Ohio. Like. Those are my like I'm I'm here for them, you know what I'm saying? But like some of this shit is just recycled. They're supposed to be different. Their whole tagline is we're different, but they're not. So I, I that's just my take on it. Yeah, uh, as far as this match, like Brian Cage wins. Um, I don't know how to feel about it, just because I was never a big Brian Cage guy, uh in impact. Um I've seen a little bit of his lucha underground stuff yeah. with uh I forget his I forget what his name was in Impact, but John Morrison. Uh I seen Johnny, some Johnny Mundo or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh yeah, I seen I seen a little bit of that stuff, but like the, the TNA stuff didn't really impress me. Like he's cool. Uh he's just a big, like there's no way this dude isn't on some some HGH or something, but <laughs> he can move though, which is which is insane. Um, which is that's the part that pissed me off about it. Like this match was perfect for him. Like they didn't let him do any of the shit that he's doing. Shit. Yeah, like the one spot with Luchasaurus in the match, which was dope. Yeah, uh, I think they need they need to have like a singles match against each other like this week. Yeah, that's gonna be, this, yeah, that's gonna be fire. fire. I need that. I need that. That they can work together. Uh, yeah. They need more time because that little sequence just showed me they need to. But uh, looks like Brian Cage and um is gonna be facing uh the AEW champion uh. It's John Moxley. We haven't gotten there yet, but John Moxley's still the champ. Uh, they're gonna be fighting at a fighter fest. Uh, oh, they did confirm it. Or is it uh, I, I know they just said he was the number one the contender. I didn't know if they said. Yeah, like, yeah I believe Tony it. Khan announced that. Uh, oh, okay. So they're they're supposed to be fighting at fighter fest, uh, which I think is in July, uh, maybe late June. I'm not sure exactly. But uh, grades for this match. Um, my the the one person I wanted to see in a match was Ray Phoenix and he wasn't in it. Um, but I thought you know Joy Janela did some cool stuff like Darby yeah. Allen did the the crazy shit that he always does. That uh, shit was stupid, bro. Like he's so dope too. I didn't like, like that, that shit. But that was dumb as hell, bro. Like that's how you take him out the match. That fucking skateboarder spot, bro. Like that shit was so lame, bro. And then, and then they had the whole like, oh, whole just like shoulder press with the ladder with Cage. Um, Which would have been dope if they got it the first time, not the fourteenth time they were trying to fucking yeah, do it. You they did, they did, they did mess it up a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> he fell it. off and like damn near fell on the floor the the they first gotta, time. Yeah, yeah. They switched they the camera angle because he was doing some crazy shit. Bruh. 
skateboarding off the ladder. And yeah, like, that was my pick to win for real. Was Darby? Yeah, that, that was my pick. Uh, when I found out Phoenix was not gonna be in it, but yeah. um, I don't know if his career lasts till he's 30 because he. I don't know. He was he was 22, 23 right now. Yeah, I thought he really hurt his leg when he did that that yeah. skateboard spot. Like I thought that was real, bro. Like, I'm like, bro, you popping your knee out of place? Like, you bro, like hell. that was nuts. I, I need I need like one of the OGs back there, like Jericho or somebody, is to be like, hey man, you got you got to chill the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he got such a, he got such a big upside, but it's like yeah, you gonna destroy your body before you get to be twenty five. I mean, damn, crazy shit, man. Yeah, uh, but for this match, I'm gonna give it an A. Uh, I, I I liked it. It was it was cool. Like I thought the last one, uh, the last ladder match I've seen was uh, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers, and I, I thought they just did too much in that match. With this yeah. one, I, I thought it was paced really well. Uh, not a big fan of the finish, so I'm gonna give it an A minus actually because of the finish. Um, just because of what you said, RN, they didn't let Brian Cage do his thing, yeah. uh, so that 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 took it down a couple notches. But uh, what, what grades you got for it, Reed? I'm gonna give it a B plus, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it wasn't like, like y'all said, it wasn't really what you expected to see from Brian Cage, so that kind of dampened it a little bit for me. I do. I am kind of interested to see like how this whole thing plays out with him and Taz, because we haven't really seen much of Taz in AEW in terms of like what role he's going to play. So, you know, if he compliments him in any sort of way, you know, I'm not saying it'll be like a major stretch for him, but it could do some good for him. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna have to go B minus too. Like I said, my, mainly is because Phoenix wasn't in it, and then Darby. Damn near killed himself twenty times, and then uh, the finish too as well. So I give it a B, B, B plus. That's fair, man. I feel it. Uh, moving on, we have uh, MJF and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Uh, it was it was better than I thought it was going to be, but it, it still wasn't like standoutish. Um, better better match from M- MJF that I've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody surprised with the result. Uh, Jungle Boy wasn't going to get the win. Uh, MJF hasn't lost a match all calendar year. So uh, I don't know what's, what's next for him. Maybe maybe the TNT championship, possibly. I don't know. Uh, what's, the, what's the grade you guys got for this match? I think I'm going to just give it a B. Like It, it was cool. It was, it was whatever. I don't really have much to say about it. Uh I probably give it like a B minus, honestly, because you know they told they told the story that they needed to tell. You know, Jungle Boy obviously wasn't going to go over, but he looked strong enough that to say that oh he could shock him on this night. But you know, ultimately MJF pulls it at the last minute. But you know, like you said, I don't know where that's going. But uh, for what they did, you know, what the what they were trying to accomplish, that that's it is what it is, you know. I mean, I feel exactly the same way. Like, they, they did what they needed to do. They kept Jungle Boy looking strong and pushed MJF on. My thing with them is, like, they got all heels. Like, who are your faces? Like, it's nothing but heels there. So it's yeah. like, what are you going to do with him? Who no matter, and let, Only one left is for Cody because he can't go. I mean, I think it's too soon for him to go for the world title. So I, I think probably Cody's next up or something like that because, like I said, I mean, it's all heels. Like, yeah, you still you still got a story to tell there too with uh right. with MJF and Cody. So I think that's the the no brainer. 
uh, next uh, next thing up. Um, speaking of the TNT Championship, this one uh, we, we might we might spend the most time talking about this. Oh uh, my god, bro! I've I, I got a lot of things to say. Uh, it's so much, bro. This. So much happened on this in this match, bro. Like the stuff outside the match, the title itself, like. Bro, this shit was crazy, bro. So uh, we we have a, in the final of the TNT Championship, uh, Cody uh, defeats Lance Archer to become the inaugural TNT Championship. Uh, pushes his record at double or nothing, two and zero. Oh. Uh, it seems like Cody uh, only wins at double or nothing because he kind of <laughs> loses like every other time. But uh, so uh, what we get here, we, we got we got Mike Tyson, uh, Iron Mike Tyson, who's, who's been in the news recently, uh, training, training to come back for whatever reason. I don't know. You like 50 something years old. I got a question. I'm, I'm kind of behind on it. Like I saw the pay-per-view, but like I'm a few weeks behind. Like where the fuck did Tyson come from? bro? Like- they, they, they literally <laughs> just announced him like two weeks ago. Oh, uh, OK. He was just gonna present. Which I think was the plan anyway, because Mike yeah. Tyson lives here in Vegas. You know, he you know has so many fights at MGM Grand. I think that was the plan anyway, and they still just stuck with it. Like you know, get that publicity. Uh, is Mike Tyson, especially he's been in the news more recently. Uh, Mike Tyson comes out with the TNT Championship. So uh, the the images of the championship belt leaked uh, prior to the start of the show, and. Uh, the uh <laughs> the, the opinion on that was not favorable. <laughs> but I just, I, know, I don't go ahead, bro. I know, I know they said it's not finished. Let's talk about this belt, man. But I'm just like, what was you? What the look you was going for? Like right, I, looks, I said, the, the plating isn't in so, the way yet. It looks like one of them creator belts from uh, WWE 2K, yeah. or shit, bro. Like that's so that's all I was thinking about in my head. So if if you guys look uh, look up the uh, the the television championship for uh, NWA, like their old design looks mm-hmm. like exactly like the TNT championship. And I think that's yeah. what they were going for because you know in NWA, you know obviously that connection with with the roads, and right. uh, you know I think it's going to be used as their television title. So I believe that was what they were going for. Uh, my thing is when when Mike Tyson comes out with it, Tony Schiavone says that it's not finished yet because they still need to add some things and because of uh the pandemic yeah. uh, you know, it, it delayed the championship my my issue is like why why even come out with it if, if yeah it's not like hard? like there's no like that's the thing like they always feel like they have to do something when they don't they always take that extra step for no reason bro like no reason they, at all. <laughs> bro like they're like we get it y'all aren't there yet y'all just starting out like that you get passes like we we want to give y'all passes for the shit like you know what i'm saying we know yeah. it, it ain't even been a, it's only been a year has it even been no it ain't it ain't a year till october so like we know y'all are going to be behind on some shit like so you didn't need to pull, pull the belt out you definitely and i i hate colored straps like the red and the, the universal title, the SmackDown title, like that shit is ugly as hell, bro. bro. Just black or white and leave it at that, bro. Keep it moving, bro. I can't, I can't explain how mad I was four years ago when they pulled that shit out at SummerSlam. I cannot, uh, like, bro. Like it makes like especially considering <laughs> that they trashed the big gold belt for that. Yes, yeah. like, <laughs> bro. Bro, I can't. I, Red like colored belts are just like like who like I don't even know it's like it looks just, it's damn near like a uh, New Japan's U.S. title has got the red strap and shit too like right, that but yeah. it's like 
Like, bro, just stop with the red. Like, I, I think the the black and silver would have been dope for real. Yeah, I think the man, listen, I, I I don't like it at all. Like, it's really, it's really, really ugly. Like, it looks cheap. Um, I I don't I don't know what they're gonna do to it. They said it's not finished, but like, it looked like it's like damn near done. I don't know what else you can do to it to really make it stand out and look any better. Uh. Well, the places shit that they had on, like, the concept design on it online, and the, the that stuff, the belt was gold, too. It wasn't that silver. So, like, the gold version of it didn't look too bad besides the red strap. But, I mean, that was just the concept one. No one knows if that's the real one that we're going to get eventually or not or whatever. But And, and why why do we got slave plantation houses on the side place? I don't know. <laughs> the whole thing, I'm just like, what is, what is I this? Can't, I can't do it, man. So uh yeah the, the the belt is a mess. Uh the, the match itself was also a mess. Um although it was entertaining as well. Uh kind of boring in the beginning. Even Mike Tyson thought so because he was yawning at ringside. Uh, we can we can attribute we can attribute that to a certain plant that Mike Tyson uh consumes on a daily basis. Uh same thing happened to Snoop Dogg at WrestleMania 24. He fell asleep ringside during the match. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. So I, I, I just give Tyson a pass here. I think they just got bedtime. Cause I remember back on New Year's Eve at PFL, we like halfway through the event and he like nodding off, looking hazy, sitting up because he was handing out all the belts that night. So he's sitting up there and he's just like he look, he wanna go home. It wasn't even 10 o'clock yet. I'm like, bro, you got a whole long night ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, you probably got a bedtime, especially he'd been training too, so you, you got a regimen uh regimen to stick to. Um, but he he ended up waking up and uh but I think the, the match itself was was overbooked like hell for no reason. Like um like we, we, we got Tyson like was snitching, <laughs> like snitching on Arn Andy. Uh why did R. Anderson had a play sheet, bro? He was out there looking like Andy Reid, bro. Like, what the hell? He literally had a play sheet. The crazy thing is the play sheet said Cody versus Wardlow on, on it. So they had the raw play sheet though. So so not only that, you got the raw play sheet. You got you got Arne. You say he looked like Andy Reid. That's funny as hell. Uh oh, <laughs> that's hilarious because he do look like Andy Reid. He um, look like Andy Reid, bro. <laughs> oh man. Uh that's hilarious. I, I I lost track of what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, we, we got we got Tyson snitching. We got Jake coming out with the snake and, and Tyson, you know, scaring him off. He's like, I'll knock your old ass out. Um, you know, man, it was crazy. Um, how many false finishes? How many kickouts of finishes? It was wild. Yeah, it was a lot of unnecessary stuff, which uh, yeah. I think every Cody Rose match is going to have a bunch of unnecessary stuff with it. Uh, mm -hmm. I've said it before. Cody just, Cody's just overbearing at this point. And, and like I said last week on the show, I don't know whether that's intentional or not. Uh, if it's intentional and, and over time it's just part of a slow burn and they give, you know, they, they hit turn Cody at some point later on this year, then I understand it. But right now it's just, it's completely overbearing. Uh, I don't think it's intentional to be like real shit. Like, I don't think I think, so <laughs> I think that they kind of just got booked themselves into a corner with Cody. And to me, where they messed up from the start is you had the best wrestler in the world, arguably Kenny Omega on your roster to start out. 
and they went so hard, like to not and with the Bucks, like to not make them all the champs and the focal points out the gate. Which I I see where they were coming from by not by not doing that. But when you're starting from scratch, you put you you push the best wrestler in the damn world. You put the title on him, and you run with it. Like even if you didn't let him win it, even if you still went with Jericho first, that's cool. But you still have Kenny as your workhorse riding it out. And like they got lucky because Cody had all that sentiment with his dad and stuff and everything, and his actual mic work kind of is like the fans are flocking to him so like they kind of like have no choice but then they did the shit where he can't ch title ch challenge for the title too yeah. so like they booked themselves into this corner where they had to make the man a belt or something like it's just like they literally paint themselves in the corner then like dig a hole to get out you know what I'm saying like <laughs> it's like bro like you didn't have to do any of this bro you had the best tag team and the best wrestler in the world to start out to start your company out with what were you thinking Exactly. And um, as, as far as this match, my, I'm going to give a grade for it. Uh, I, I think I'm going to give it like a B minus. Um, I think Cody and Lance Archer were good enough to not have all the, all the extra unnecessary theatrics that went along with it. Uh, you can have a little bit of it because uh, I'm not going to lie, it was entertaining. But at, at a point, I just got like, all right, this is starting to be too much. Sure. And it, it kind of took me out of the match. Like, I, I'm not really into Cody matches at all to begin with. So, uh you, you had me there, but then you kind of lost me a little bit. Um, I would be minus, man. What, what, what you got for it, Reed? Uh, I'm giving it a C, and uh, it's really two things for me. Number one, the match is too crowded. Like, yeah. yeah, you got one person in each corner, and you brought in Tyson for star power, but it wasn't really going to add anything to this at the end of the day. It never was going to. So I don't whatever that was supposed to do, it didn't really get me hyped for it either way. Yeah. But the other thing is, right, you had so much more to accomplish if Lance Archer goes over. And it just it got me tight because when Jake first came out to cut that promo on Cody and let him know what was coming, that was like, first off, Jake and his promos is ridiculous even today. Still but was, it's like, it's no. it just it, it got that fear in you like, yo, Cody got some shit coming for him. Yeah. So... When it comes to a head now in this situation, it's like, yo, Lance Archer's a monster. You could you could tell the story of Cody going over, but it didn't need to be now, especially when everyone else kicks out of the crossroads. But just because he hit it twice, now you get to pin him with it. Nah, bro. Nah. I think like for me, it's, it's about it's like a B minus C. It's like because the match itself was good. It was just the ancillary bullshit around it. That made it too much. And like Mike didn't have to be there. Like, why did Mike take his shirt off at the end? Like it was just like random shit like that had that didn't progress the story or make the story move forward. And like, and I agree with you. I think Archer should have went over here and Cody's yeah. at his best when he's chasing it in the underdog. But I mean, we all knew Cody was gonna win this match. So, but I'd say I'd say like a B minus C plus, I guess. Yeah, I think I think we all on the same page. It just they they tried to do too much. I, I don't know for what reason. Um, especially when you you like to lean in on being anti WWE. It was it was really a lot of like WWE type overproduced energy like that they would do. Yeah, just really WWE energy in this match, which is like like I said, sometimes it's fine. Like I, I don't see you know bringing in celebrities is is always been a thing in wrestling so yeah. it makes it makes sense like just to bring in celebrities it's it just it, it's like you know what, does, what it all like boils down to jelly to me. 
Yeah, like Cody's like Cody's matches, they're all he's they're always trying to book him like his dad will book matches. Yeah. And they overdo it every time. Like they don't like he's not his dad. Like, and y'all can't book like his dad could book. Like just stop it. Just let him like he's he's magical on the fucking mic. Like he brings everybody, whether you like him or not, his promos make everybody feel something. Those packages yeah. made you feel something. Like you don't have to keep just throwing shit in the pot, throwing shit in the pot. Until you got like you know what I'm saying like they they always just have to be so damn extra. I think that's my biggest gripe with AEW is like they always want to be take that extra step to not be WWE and then end up looking like WWE. Exactly, exactly. Uh, it, it's it's not needed. I, uh, yeah, um, just you don't got to do so much. I, I think it's something they they need to learn from. But it's just like every every Cody match, every Cody segment is this way. And it's it's not necessary. Um, very 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 2003 Triple H energy, uh, <laughs> except the fact that he's not the top champion, but he's just everything seems to just be about him. That's that makes you cringe right there. Yeah. Uh, hey, what's up? Slow down on the Triple H slander, bro. <laughs> oh no, I love that's my it's like I just didn't like Triple no, H in all three. But no, that's how, no, but you're right though. But that's the reason why it's like it would be different yeah. if he did have the big belt. Like then, like you could kind of justify like this is our main champion. Yeah, we're throwing everything in his matches, but he's not. It's a belt, a belt that ain't even fucking complete finished. Like, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I'm. Yeah. And just because you needed a secondary title. Right. Or rather, they don't the, have, network, they don't the network wanted one. Nah. The, con the concept and the name and shit, like, I'm not mad at. Like, yeah, it goes together and stuff. And like you said, it's going to end up being like their television title where it's probably going to be defended on almost every show and shit. So, like, the concept and everything I get, just the execution of it, damn. <laughs> yeah, with that being said, I wouldn't necessarily mind, like, if we were to have a title match this week, uh, I'm not sure what's been announced yet. Maybe there is a title match announced, but if there is one, uh, I wouldn't mind Cody just dropping it to to Lance Archer. Like he probably should have wanted to begin with. Uh, I understand just for the sake of one to tell the story of, of the inaugural champion, you know, have, have you know have him win it, but he probably shouldn't hold on to it for a long time because uh, he doesn't necessarily need to. Uh, next match on the card uh, was a. Uh, Chris Statlander uh, versus Penelope Ford uh, was originally supposed to be uh, Dr. Britt Baker DMD, uh, but she uh, has a really fucked up knee. Uh, apparently, it is not bad, uh, as bad as uh, once thought, and she'll be out just a couple months and, instead of you know, most of a better part of a year. Uh, this match in particular, uh, Ash. yeah, Penelope Ford <laughs> isn't uh, is not good in the ring, like. I said, I, I said during the match, like she makes Chelsea Green look like Ric Flair, uh, which is saying a lot. She um, makes Lana look good, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Chris Statlander uh, made quick work of it. Uh, wasn't wasn't much to touch on um, with this one. So, uh, with that being said, I just, I just give it a D. F. <laughs> I mean, I was being generous, but Chris deserves better. Yeah, <laughs> definitely an F. Like this is—they got the worst women's division in wrestling. I said it. 
by far. I said, and I said what I said. Damn right. <laughs> I don't think anybody will argue that because you know WWE their their women's division is is fairly good. Like they have some, they have probably the best women in the world. Like Impact's women's division is the one that started it all. Yeah. And NWA has even really good women's division. It's like yeah. AW is probably just like. Three people I like out of, <laughs> out, of, out of the six women on their roster. So facts. Yeah, not not much to be said about that. So uh moving on uh with this match, uh Dustin Rose versus Sean Spears. Uh dumb as hell. I'm gonna give it an F. Um yeah, stupid. Just because I, I thought they they had the opportunity to do something with Sean Spears here uh and, and get him a win. Like he said, probably one of the one of the best things I've heard on AEW about about Dustin and, and him, you know, being able to easily swallow hard pills, like <laughs> that. Sh- like you say some shit like that, you can't have a dude lose, like and gotta, losing his uh, lose with his ass hanging out, bro. It, it just it just came off like if somebody says that they have to be presented as a threat, like if you say about somebody who 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 has been open about their substance abuse in the past and you you make a joke about that just as a hard burn on them you got to be able to back that up or you got to look like you know legitimate and backing that up and it just right. like it was a waste of time and made Sean Spears look goofy for zero reason like he he did not have to look like that you I know, thought his dick fell out, but it was I did too. Ass. I did. I, like I looked up. I'm like, hold on, and, and I seen they was zooming in on. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yo, it was like my thing is too is like another gripe I have with them. Like every, they just giving all their niggas and their friends jobs and shit, bro. And everybody's getting wins, bro. Like QT Marshall, trash. Who gives a fuck about QT Marshall, bro? Who the hell is he? Who is he? I, I don't know. The young bucks dude, what's they do? The ball headed dude that wears the fucking like pirate uh sparkly like prince looking pirate pants. Like it's a bunch of niggas on there that they only got a job because their brother or their friend, like Dustin Rose, don't get me wrong, for his age, he look he's dope in the ring for his yeah, age. Yeah. Like he moves, but he this man should not have a prominent role in every goddamn pay-per-view, bro. He's a he's a pre-show guy, keep it moving, bro. But because his brother is a uh, vice president. This man is like number three or number four on every damn card, bro. Like, get out of here. I'm getting a straight F. Yeah, because this, this is my biggest thing. You put this match together just because neither of them had nothing to do on the card. But even more than that, I'm so pissed at the way they're handling this dude, Sean Spears. Because when they first brought him in, right, I was hyped for him when he was coming out of NXT and going to SmackDown and everything like that. He didn't get a push there, so he leaves. Okay, AEW brings him in, and he brings up the, the gimmick, the chairman. And even though that whole, like, that thing with Cody was a little bit extra, I still was like, yo, that gives him a mystique. He can hey, be legit. Bro, I'm sorry to cut you off real quick, Reek. What's up? Everything with Cody is extra. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Continue, But that was like, even in that moment, it's like, okay, you can you can get behind that. You can push that. that that's good heel heat. And then it just dropped out of nowhere to the point where we're here now. He getting hanging his ass out and losing to Dustin in a match that means nothing. So that that alone, I'm giving an F for. My thing is too, like I I like that the interactions between him and MJF, like when this all first started, and they was like side betting on the matches and shit. Like I would I wouldn't mind them getting together, right? And 
like a little faction or a team or something like that. Like I don't like you said, they just every, all, all the goodwill that they built up for Sean Spears to be an actual relevant hill, they threw it all away to make Cody's brother look good. That's that's it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And uh it, it was unnecessary. Um I don't know how to because WWE didn't utilize uh, Sean Spears, you know, as Ty Dillinger. Like, I, I thought they were going to, you know, um, I want to say this was 2018, I think it was, with uh, like Randy Orton just like attacked him for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought they were going to start doing something with him and start building him up, and it just was nothing with that. Uh, and then he, he asked for his release. They grant him his release. He debuts last year, and uh, – uh, I want to say it was all out or uh, I can't remember what pay-per-view it was. He's like, it's it Cody with the chair. And it just seemed like, okay, he's going to be working with Cody. Maybe, you know, he, he, you know, something can happen. You get behind it. Like, you know, me and Malika got to speak to him after double or nothing last year. And he just seemed like he was in a better place and, um, you know, mentally. And I, I, I really, I'm glad that he's happy, but I would like to see something more for him because I think he he can have some potential. I know he's like, you know, 40 or something, but I think you still have some potential to do something with him. And now it's just no moss for whatever reason. Uh, it's stupid. Uh, with that being said, uh, we get an announcement for All Out on September 5th of this year. Uh, maybe... I think it might be at Sears Center. Hopefully, we can have fans like you know in arenas again come September. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, at at that point, though, I feel like this is where the show kind of turned the tide a little bit. Because uh, up to that point, it was mostly mid for me. But uh, I think starting with the uh, Hikaru Shida and Nyla Rose, I think this one was better than I expected it to be. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of Shida. Uh, Nyla Rose is, is I, I'm, I'm not too big on, on Nyla Rose because I, I don't know why, like, it's not for that reason. Um, but <laughs> it's not for that reason, but I just don't think she's very good in the ring, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah, say I don't, I don't think she's that good compared to uh, compared to the women she goes up against, like Rio and you know, and Sheeta, yeah. but Sheeta got a really great match out of her. Uh, yeah. she uh, I think was the right decision to walk away with the championship here. Uh, cause I just feel like Nyla Rose hasn't done anything, uh, too much with the belt. Um, but, but I think the right call with this was making it a no DQ and mm-hmm. no match because, because you were, you allowed Nyla Rose to just be like, you know, pun intended, the beast, you know, let her be herself, like, let her just kill shit. Yeah. And, this match played up to her strengths more than I think a, a normal singles match would. And, and Sheeta isn't, you know, you know, she ain't no, you know, passerby. Uh, I, the word I was looking for was there and it's not there anymore. But, you know, she she's no pushover. That's the word I'm looking for. She ain't no, you know, soft, you know, soft woman. She'll she'll fight back and, uh, and do her thing. And she has a lot of energy and stamina to really, like, you know, lean into you uh, if, if need be. Uh one thing I like from Nyla Rose, like her, her like ad libs during the match, like I like that shit. That shit yeah. funny. Like yeah. she talked always that on black, always <laughs> bet on black. Like <laughs> shit like that. She she be talking shit, and I, I yeah, like right. it. I enjoy it. Like it adds to her character a lot. Uh, you know, it, it kind of helps. Uh, 
supplement her her deficiencies in ring a little bit because it, it, it lets that character shine. Uh, but she don't want a, a a really really good match. Uh, grade wise, I think I'm gonna give it an A. Uh, this was it, it's not saying much, but it is it's AEW's best women's match by far. Fast. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed this one, man. Uh, what, what grade you got for a read? I'm giving it a B plus because that was the only move you could go with with, with Sheeta going over. First, I I love Sheeta, like. I'm, I'm not Sheeta. quite as hyped with her as I am with Io Shirai, but I love Sheeta. But um, the thing is, the novelty in Nyla Rose is worn off. It really has. Because, I mean, when you have no depth in your women's division, and it's, again, like, like you were saying, the worst out there, it's like the her destroying everybody is only going to really have an effect for so long. You know what I'm Ain't saying? Nobody she did what she had to, right. You do what you had to do as champ. If not Sheeta, then who? So, and and they told the good story of it. Like she she got her ass beat for a while, mm-hmm. and she just kept going at it. She's fiery, and now you got something to work with here. So, I liked it. Ariane, what you got? Yeah, I think it's an A. I mean, like you said, it's their best. It's the best women's match they've had in their history, to, if, in my eyes. And just the action and everything, like you said, she had to came, come back, and I fuck with she too and that. That Falcon Arrow off the top rope and that yeah. big that swing, bro. At the end, she knocked that bitch's head off. Bro. Yeah, that was crazy. That was like the craziest Kendo shot I think I've seen Ooh. in a long time, bro. Like that was that was nuts. So, so it definitely it got an A for me for sure. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, hey, let me bring up another ad lib from Nyla Rose from this match. <laughs> I found your Kendo stick, bitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, great match, man. I, I really enjoyed this one. Um, next up, we had a uh, John Moxley versus uh the Exalted One, Mister Brody Lee. Uh, I think his ring name is like officially Mister Brody Lee. Uh, <laughs> so I, I I thought this one was cool. Like they they you gotta have it be violent. Uh, I I thought uh this is my this has been my biggest criticism of uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, John Moxley versus Jake Hager. Was that they were just going in there and just like having a wrestling match, but it was it was a no host bar match. Uh, why are we going in there and just you know grappling up to start the match? That's stupid to me. This this match didn't do that. They they went straight into it and uh, they needed to go full throttle the whole time uh, in order for the match to be interesting. Because I think if you you take a break from that at any point during this match, it would not have been good. And uh, they were able to restrain from that and uh, and keep it interesting the whole time and keep the pace up really well. Uh, Moxie uh, hit the paradigm shift through uh, through the open ramp uh, right before the entrance uh, to the ring, uh, and then hit another one when he got him back in the ring. Uh, but he couldn't pin him. He kicked out at one after two uh, paradigm shifts, and so he just uh, he just uh, put him in a rear naked choke and made him pass out. Uh, I I didn't think. The booking of this match was bad because um, what else could you do? Like just to you either just make, you know, him look silly like you made Lance Archer look silly earlier in the night or you just kind of have this, you know, resiliency here. Uh, I, I don't know what's next for Brody Lee. This this match seemed like it was a one off, uh, but I think he has a, a, a stake to a rematch, though, because he didn't get painted. Yeah, that's why I don't think it's a one-off because of the finish. That's why I don't right. think it's a one-off. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah. I think this story is just gonna keep going for a little while. Yeah. So uh, 
I don't know what's next though, but uh, for for the grade though, I'm gonna give it a B. Um, it was it was it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, not much else. Not much else for me to say on that one. What about you? I'm I'm giving B plus because I mean because my thing is for a, a match that didn't have much of a good build up, they put right. a pretty damn good match. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it was everything that they said it was going to be. It was real violent, and it just goes to show how criminally underutilized he was in WWE Brody Lee. Like, mm-hmm. damn. But, you know, this this does definitely have some more steam to it because he didn't take a pinfall loss. So, I mean, they could get at least one more match out of this, something to raise the stakes a little bit and then go past that. But th- this was solid, honestly. What about you, Arian? Uh I'm going to go B-plus, too. I mean, like, if you listen to our show, they'll tell you that, I mean, you'll know that I'm – not a fan of Gene Ambrose, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that there's no difference between Dean Ambrose and John Moxley besides the name change. Like, there's not. That's another conversation for another time. But like, I don't fuck with the dude. Like, I think he's lame. I don't dig the the so-called crazy shit. He dresses like a dad from uh the suburbs from uh suburbs and shit and the bangs and all that and wrestling in the speedos then wrestling in the baggy like. Nothing about I don't get it. I, I never have. Like I didn't even get it in WWE. But all my hate aside, like this was a damn good match with no build, and I, that to me that's more of a testament of what Brody Lee is and can be moving forward. And I also think too that because of the finish that that gives him a little bit more juice. Where even if they skip over it and go past it, like you said, he still has some. He still has a gripe down the line if you need to come back to this and like pull this out of your back pocket like in a pinch or whatever. You still have this to go back to. but So, yeah, I can't even believe myself I'm giving them this grade, but, yeah, I'm giving them a B-plus for sure. Thanks. I think, I think I'm going to raise my, my grade to a B-plus just because uh, I feel like a, a B isn't a, you know, isn't a, a correct assessment of this. So, uh, I think B-plus is all around here uh, for our world championship match. Uh, and for our main event, uh, we have uh, – the stadium stampede match, uh, which is just they fighting around the stadium, and whoever gets the pinfall gets the pinfall. Uh, I really, really thought this match was entertaining, as, as most cinematic matches have been uh, during this pandemic. You know, we, we got the inner circle making their entrance like a, a pro football team, a very extra, very uh, in character of uh, Jericho in the inner circle. Uh, <laughs> We got one of the uh, the Jackson brothers. I think it was Matt Jackson. Uh, did a moonsault off of the goalpost mm-hmm. uh, with bad point. ribs. <laughs> yeah, with bad ribs at that. Uh, we got a uh, Hangman Page entering the stadium on a horse. Cowboy and, shit. Uh, and Sammy Guevara uh, getting fucked up pretty much throughout the whole entire match. Uh, Jesus. You should probably contact Sammy. HR at some point. Uh, <laughs> Because you got yeah, a lot you know, of complaints. Yeah, you got a lot. Uh, we got a uh, the return of uh, Team Extreme Matt Hardy, uh, also the return of Version One Matt Hardy. <laughs> uh, that was cool. <laughs> that uh, was like I I don't get down to with the Matt Hardy shit either, but that was kind of dope. I can't. Yeah, that, was, I can't even front on that. We got a, we got the Matt facts, the the matter of dope. facts. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got Ortiz, uh, who who's afraid of water, and he he's afraid to to get in a swimming pool that's three feet deep. Uh, <laughs> that was probably my favorite part. He's like, I can't swim. <laughs> we got we got his, his, his partner. 
his partner said Teta uh, is probably still frozen with the ice. That's what uh, with your inflammation. It's, it's going to be a hell of a discovery for one of them stadium oh. workers when it, when it's time for football games to start back up. It's like this wrestler is in this ice machine for whatever reason uh, in his freezer. Uh, we <laughs> we got uh, the I think the other Jackson brother uh, from the Young Bucks uh, hitting a, a suplex, a whole football field. That was the lights. Northern Lights, 100 yards. I, 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 I did that. 100 yards. Uh, I wonder how much of that was like movie magic and how much how, how many did he actually really do? I guarantee, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it was definitely uh, movie magic involved in that. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Uh, we also get uh, Chris Jericho <laughs> assaulting Jackson DeVille, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars mascot, uh, hitting him with the, uh, with the Judas effect. <laughs> Uh, we get a, you know, we get uh, one of the young bucks getting a 15 yard penalty. Uh, Chris Jericho throwing the challenge flag and then calling <laughs> Aubrey. Yeah, the replay. Replay. <laughs> right, uh, this was shitty, uh, and and then uh, my my ultimate favorite part of the match. Uh, did you come here to fight or did you come here to drink? Uh, Hangman Page and Jack Jake Hager at the bar. I almost called him Jack Swagger. Sorry, uh, sitting at the bar, uh, and then just having a bar fight. That that was probably my favorite part of the match. And then uh, you know, uh, Hangman and Kenny Omega. Uh, Kenny got his 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 milk. Uh, word to Kurt Angle. Yeah, that was that, was uh, that part too. I, I love this match. I I think uh, and and this is one part I didn't catch that uh, Santana uh actually posted about on Twitter yesterday. Uh, the Irish whip into the backstage area uh, on Kenny Omega. Uh, I think you guys got to go find that tweet, man. Uh, very reminiscent of No Mercy on the N64. Oh, yeah. You had to like throw the person backstage. You had the Irish whip them backstage. And like they, yeah. they called back to that. And I don't think anybody noticed it at the time. I damn sure didn't. Um, this match, I'm going to give it an A+. Plus. Uh yeah, that's <laughs> I said all I had to say about it. Like everything I just said is how I feel. A plus. I mean, what, what you guys got for it? A a all the pluses. Like <laughs> I honestly, I feel the same way about this that I did about Money in the Bank. Like I honestly, I watched Money in the Bank and like I knew it was gonna be wacky, but like it was beyond entertaining. The whole scaling, the whole building, and everything like that. But I mean, this was just like. Ten notches up, like y'all just threw everything and then some in there, like that. That was everything it needed to be and then some. So I, I loved it. All the pluses, all the yeah. pluses. Yeah, this, this is a plus for me, a plus for me too. Like I didn't like Money in the Bank, but I thought that this was way better than Money in the Bank. Like it, it was goofy but still serious at the same time. And shout out to the Inner Circle coming out with the football pads and shit on, bro. I'm like, bro, they had the thigh pads, knee pads, everything, bro. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm like, what is going on? Like, my girl saw it before me. She's like, do they have on a football uniform? I'm like, yeah, because they're in Jack. She's like, they got on thigh pads. And it was like, <laughs> it was one of them running. I'm like, damn, this dude really do got on thigh pads and knee pads, bro. Like, they ain't playing around, bro. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> hey, all the pluses. And, and um, I might be I might be drunk off Hyperbole right now, but this is, this is the best match I've ever seen in AEW that I'll probably ever see 
in AEW. Uh, I love when when wrestling is wacky like this. Like I, I love the boneyard match for that reason. I love the the, the oh, funhouse yeah. for that reason, especially with all the nuances. You know, like Rick, you remember, like I, I went hella in depth on that one. The funhouse um, was next level. Yeah, Ray White is a genius. I love Ray White. Nothing else. And, and this one uh, as well. I'm a I'm a rank it. Excuse me, I'm gonna rank it third. Uh, after uh, the fun house and the boneyard matches, I'm gonna rank it third, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna rank the money in the bank after that, and then uh, last place. I'm sorry, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano just didn't need to be cinematic, in my opinion, uh, and I think that took away from it a little bit. See, I, I guess I'm the NXT homer because I got uh, I probably got this one. Money in the bank is dead last for me, and then. No, actually, you know what? I got Boneyard one, then this, then Ciampa and Gargano, and then everything else. I it, it, that's tough. That's tough. Like, I would have Funhouse, Boneyard, this match. I'll probably put Money in the Bank last, but you know, Gargano and Ciampa didn't. It's like you said, it didn't need to be cinematic. It just it sucks that there was no crowd because it would have been just that much better, but. Which my would for me my argument is that's why it was cinematic though because yeah. why they had to go cinematic because there was no crowd and let's be honest that that type of match that type of heat that type of blow off like if you didn't have a crowd that match there was nothing you could do for that match without nah. a crowd like yeah, especially yeah. NXT and especially when you want to make it you know stand out and make it different from you know you right. don't want to just redo Edge and Orton again like you just seen that right. a week before so. Uh, yeah, it is what it is with that one. Um, double or nothing, man. I think my overall grade for the show, I think I'm going to give it like a – I'll probably give it a B. Uh, I, I didn't think it was as good as last year's show, uh, you know, for obvious reasons. But uh, they, they did the best they could with it. Uh, you know, the stuff I, I didn't like about it, I wasn't shy about not liking. Um, but I thought the last three matches really uh, helped set the tone and, and make the show better than, you know, the, it seemed like it, it was on the trajectory of going downward, yeah. uh, but starting with the women's uh, championship match, it, it just kept going up. And, and that main event was just fantastic. Um, shout out to Chris Jericho, uh, shout out to Matt Hardy. Cause you know, a lot of, a lot of the stuff was Matt Hardy's idea. A lot of stuff was mm-hmm. Jericho's idea. Just the, the goofiness wrestling is, is the best one is wacky. Like, like these cinematic matches have been, uh, and that main event just was incredible. So uh, overall, for the show, I'm gonna give it a B. Yeah, I think that that's pretty much where I'm at with it. Um, like, it, there, there was only so much that they could have did with what they had, but um, you know, this is a lot of the areas that that flopped, like the, obviously the TNT match and you know the casino ladder match could have been you know tweaked a little bit, but I mean. Once it got to like the the about halfway through, it turned up a little bit better. So I said, I, B's probably good for it. That's that's about where I'm at too. Is a B for it. Like like you said, the last three matches kind of helped it and kind of pushed it up over the top. And my thing is like Chris Jericho's the goat right now. Like and that theme, his theme entrance from Revolution, bro. Like I listen to that shit every day. Like me and my daughter, my girlfriend, we all be singing that shit, bro. That choir, that black lady went in on that shit, bro. Like, Man. Go, back and, go back and watch that, bro. We've been watching it like every day, singing that shit, bro. That shit is fire. Jericho is a national fucking treasure. Yes, he is. 
Yes, and I, uh, I initially, uh, originally was supposed to be attending Dynamite tomorrow night, but Damn. I cannot. Thank you, China. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but instead, uh, I'll be here uh, watching uh, NXT and Dynamite like I do every single week. Um, we had a new week of, of WWE content. Monday Night Raw last night. Let's let's just get this out the way. Uh, we can close the show down, man. Uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, what did you guys think about the show? Did you guys check it out? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, Raw, Raw's been pretty good recently. Yeah. Um, let's, let's run through it real quick. I don't want to spend too much time on on these things. Um, start the show with the Kevin Owens show. Uh, he has a uh, Oscar on the show. Uh, get interrupted by uh Charlotte Flair and then Natalia and then Nia Jackson and we get a brawl. Um, really interesting segment. Uh, I like that uh, we, we got some performance center recruits uh, in the crowd. So, uh, you know, as the audience of the show, shout out to my guy, yeah. Malcolm Bivens, yeah. um, on the show. Yeah, Simone Johnson is out there. Jessamine um, Duke with the KO shirt on. What's yeah, up? Jessamine uh, Duke. Uh, uh, my guy EJ is out there. EJ always shows us love on uh, Instagram. Um, Kaden Carter. So we, we got a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of performance center guys and girls out there making a crowd uh, for Monday Night Raw and uh, I believe uh, SmackDown as well later this week. They took very, too long to do this. Yeah, very, yeah. very different, a uh, very different feel. Uh, I, I thought they, they took too long to do it too because, I, you know, as I said on, on SmackDown Raw last night, like, I just can't imagine, like, if if this was there for WrestleMania, it would have made such a difference. Yeah. Um, especially with, with, you know, some of the, the WrestleMania moments we had that, you know, it's kind of – would have been amplified if we had a crowd. Um, so, you know, better late than never. Uh, you know, shout out to both WWE and uh, AEW for just, you know, doing things that, that each other can learn from and, uh, you know, making the product better for us to enjoy. Uh, this is one of those things, man. Um, for the U.S. title, we had Apollo Crews and uh, Andrade. Uh, Apollo Crews wins his first championship in WWE. Uh, Andrade throws a temper change from backstage. Uh, and so I don't know what's next for Apollo. Uh, what, what are you guys' thoughts? About uh, damn time. Yeah, they're saying like I fucked with Apollo. Like, like in ring, like there's not too many dudes in ring that can do what he can do. Like he's on that Brian Cage type of level where, he, as big as he is, he shouldn't be able to do the shit that they do. And I feel like uh, we know he sucks on the mic. We get it. But how's he ever gonna get better if you never give him a mic or if you do his for and say some generic shit for 20 seconds, bro? Let that nigga live, bro. Give him the mic, let him be himself, bro. Let's go. It works for true, man. I, I said right, that's what I'm about to say. Like, you see how much he's transformed with all of this free time they're giving him to just kind of flesh out what they do without right. the crowd and just find their character. Let everybody do that. Why not? Like, honestly. But, you know, Apollo, ever since he came up in NXT, they pushed him up way too fast, first of all. Like, they should have let him get his burn in NXT right. with some of the top guys. So they messed him up by pushing him too early. But it's like, now you got to you gotta just let him rock. Seriously, you got to give him give him some good some good time. Don't screw up this this title reign. Don't have him losing again because that, that's like a common thing they do. Like, a guy finally yeah. gets, some, gets a moment Every and time. they're just ruined. 
with losses that's, after losses. I think that's what pisses me off is more so the, the fact that they don't use him is that every time they switch him shows, which is this is what the third time now they give him a bomb ass match his debut on whatever show it is, get us all hyped up to think that they about to do something with him, and then he loses the next nine matches or we don't see him yep. on TV for four months. So it's like, come on, bro, like yep. get this man a shot. That that that's why revival left. Well, one of the many reasons. Like, every time they, they win the titles, it's like, okay, cool. We're going to start going somewhere with it. Nah, they're just going to keep losing until they lose the belts. Like, nah, man. It's beat. Can't do that no more. Facts. Uh, let's get some open challenges back, man. Um, yeah, man. Try some matches for the, for the title. Can, can, um, I think just... he's supposed to choose his opponent this on, on Raw. I think I've seen somebody, I think that, that tweet out either WWE.com or one of them tweeted that he's going to choose who his opponent is for Raw. Yeah, let's, can, let's get that cracking, like, man. Yeah, can we start taking the mid-card titles more seriously? Like, you know, now they got the, the, the t- title tournament on SmackDown for the IC belt. Start taking these titles more seriously. It's like you've given these titles to these guys and you will not see them again. Yeah. Like Andrade was yeah. the only one that we were conceding on a consistent basis. Right. Shinsuke had the belt, you didn't see him. Braun had the belt, he showed up once in a while and just do something stupid, wasn't really defending it. Like he had it for two weeks. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. But it's like the prestige is gone. Yeah, like when I was growing up, yeah. like the intercontinental title was the workhorse belt. That shit was defended on every show, every city, everywhere they went. They used to run two separate house shows. They put the world champ on one one side of the country and the intercontinental exactly. champ on the other. Like that's what we need. Like, and the intercontinental champion was like your your uh, torch. Like this is the next guy up. Exactly. Like, this is what we need to look out for. Like we lost it. I don't know where the hell we lost that or how we lost it. But back in like the title sh- don't mean anything. When Shelton Benjamin was killing it and yeah. Jericho, Christian, Edge, RVD, all of them. Yeah. You know what I'm like, like it doesn't it mean it doesn't mean shit now, which I like that's one of my main gripes with them is how they devalued their own titles. Crazy. Yeah, so let, let's get something going with Apollo, uh with some substance, man, at least. Um right. next up we got a uh, Seth Rollins cut a promo about Rey Mysterio, and uh, he'll be hosting a retirement ceremony for Ray next week. Uh, that should be very interesting. Um, also backstage, we got a, well, not backstage, sorry. Uh, in the ring, we got the Iconics. Um, you know, it just addressed their their little spat they had last week. Uh, they get interrupted uh, by uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross cuts a really, really fiery, passionate promo. Uh, something I think we'll, we'll be able to look back on uh, in the future. Um, Two things but, I got. Two things from this for me, though. One, Nikki Cross needs to be a heel. Like, I wish, I hope they put her on some mankind. Thank shit. you. Uh, yes. Like, <laughs> she has that, like, crazy fucking, like, sanity, Nikki, Nikki Cross. And now she's been with Alexa. So she's actually kind of decent on the mic now. Like, she needs to be a heel ASAP. Two, That's why. the Iconics are the female revival, bro. They fucked them over so much, right? They're my favorite. A women's tag team, bro, and they like they're dope on the mic, they're decent in the ring. Like, I don't understand why they disappear for months on end. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, you don't even have a women's tag team division, you have a bunch of bitches you just threw together. You actually have a real tag team that's been a tag team for years and they're never on TV. Yep, like, I don't yeah. get shit, bro. like that. That killed me because it was actually a real joke moment because I was at Mania 35. It was a real dope moment when Iconics won the belts. We didn't actually think they was going to do it. But yeah. It was a dope moment. Like, okay, cool. 
this actual uh, you know a tag team that has cohesion that you could do something with like you can make this give them a long run and it can go for a while and then it just same thing with revival they were just losing matches back to back so it's like yeah. why did you do it or you did, they weren't on TV at all so what right. was the point or they but, were losing tag teams that wasn't even tag teams just some people they threw together for yeah. a like that what no sense but and and with Nikki I've been saying this since she went up to SmackDown listen Nikki Cross has never been better than when she was psycho bred on NXT yes. challenging for the women's title over there. This whole, like, yeah, the Bliss Cross applesauce, that, that was called cool and fun for like a couple weeks. And I'm just waiting on the day that Alexa turns on her and sends her back into that madness so we can get some that that Nikki Cross back. Because I need that. This, 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 I'm, not, I'm not feeling this Nikki. It's going to be the other way around. I think Nikki gonna turn on Alexa. And really, I'll I'll, settle for that too. My thing is like, why do you, you really don't need to break them up? Like you don't. they, they're both. They she needs to be a heel, and Alexa is a thousand times better as a heel. Like why yes. break them up? Leave them here and let them be doing. Let them just run, tear motherfuckers up. Like don't. I think they will complement each other as heels. Like you can do it kind of. Yes. You know, like like you know, if if the Rock and Sock connection were ever heels, exactly. like, I think that would be the. <laughs> The that's dynamic okay. you have with that. Everything with Nikki, like I, that's all I'm screaming for. I actually did that. Uh, I tweeted that out to those wrestling girls. We were kind of having an exchange about Nikki. Like, I'd love to see her like in a like Triple H Mankind versus Feud with like either her and Oscar or like her and Shayna, where they just beat the shit out of each other for a couple pay per views, and then it ends up in hell in the cell. Yeah, we we need something like that. And shout out to those wrestling girls too, man. Um, Facts. Yeah. Anybody listening right now, if, if you if you really big into women's wrestling, go check them out. That's that's all that they're about. Like, there's n- very very little talk about any male wrestling. <laughs> so that that's their thing, and, and it's Sorry. dope. It, it's dope. They they promote the womanhood very well. It's dope to see. We got a MVP uh, VIP lounge. He invited Drew McIntyre on there again. I was really uh, confused about that because last time he was on there, he uh, he kicks you in the face in the Torio setup. Uh, <laughs> he did the exact same thing this time. MVP never learns. Uh, so yeah, that, that's what that was. Uh, next up, we got a uh, Angel Garza and Kevin Owens. Uh, Angel Garza attacked Kevin Owens before the match. Uh, you know, took his knee out, uh, worked on his knee for the whole match. Uh, told a good story. Um, made Angel Garza look good. Uh, him going over was really good. It was huge. It was biggest win so far. You know, he had a win over a former, you know, two-time world champion. Um, you know, what what else can you do, man? Um, big win. I'm a huge Angel Garza fan. Uh, what do you guys think of this match? You know, I wasn't too crazy about when they pulled up Angel Garza. I'm thinking it was just going to be temporary thing while they don't have fans. But I think like he's really gonna start thriving now. Like this, this was good. This was real good. I mean, for for you know working well with KO like that, you know, you got a lot of stories you could tell with this guy. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely hype on this now. Yeah, shout out to my co-host SES Vince. You know what I'm saying? He's the biggest Angel Garza stand I know. You know what I'm saying? But but no, Angel Garza, he's raw. Like I mean, even before he even came here to NXT or whatever, like this these matches, these type of matches for him don't surprise me at all. Like. Sky's the limit, bro. And like once they they're starting to get a little little taste of it. They've been looking for a Latin star. Like keep that in mind. They they've been looking for somebody to push when they go to Mexico City and all that shit. So yep. don't be surprised if he 
all of a sudden he's in the world title picture here, here within the next year. Like, so. th- this is him. And, and as I was saying yesterday on the Smack Raw podcast, uh, I, I seen uh, Andrew Garza here um, a few months ago uh, on an NXT show, and he worked as a baby face, uh, ironically, mm-hmm. against Austin Theory. Um, and it was just he, – he did an Eddie Guerrero spot. He did an Eddie Guerrero lie, cheating, steal spot during that match. Yep. It's just like it was effortless, you know what I'm saying? And the crowd was just so into it because they knew they knew where it was coming from and they knew what it was a nod to. But like right. Angel Garza was just amazing as a face. You know, he's he's really good as a heel. I think he could be really good as a face if they allowed him to be one. And you know, this is this is who they're looking for. They they've been looking for that star, you know, aside from Eddie Guerrero, they've been looking for that that Latin star ever since Eddie Guerrero died, you know, and besides Rey Mysterio, uh they haven't been able to find it. They tried it with Del Rio, which was was always going to be a dud. Like I saw that from the first day I saw Del Rio on my television. Um, never could get into him. Uh, and I have I, I'm a really good character of judgment on that one. I'm just going to say that. I'm not gonna say much more. Um, I, I I think Andrade is probably their best in ring worker, but. Yeah. He can't speak I don't, I don't, yeah, he can't. Yeah, he just can't talk. And, and this, so is like, this, is like, this is like one thing that we always talk about on our podcast is like, and they give me shit because I say this, but like in, our, in the climate that this country is in right now, if you can't speak English fluently, they're not going to go behind. They're not going to put the rocket on you and get behind you like they should. That's the leg up that Angel Garza has on Andrade and anybody and Berto, all of them. He's fluent. He fluently speaks English. You know what the hell he's saying. There's no broken shit. He's telling you flat out in English or Spanish. That's the difference between him and all those other guys. And that's why, to me, he's going to be the one that ends up being the chosen Latin one. <laughs> when he's all- got he's got a real natural charisma to him too. That's yeah. another thing. Like yeah, this Which is effortless to him. Andrade does too, for real. But yeah. like I said, he's not. Fluent in English. It's different. That broken English shit is not gonna work in this uh this MAGA America we living in right now. You know what I'm <laughs> That's true. You know, it, it, who else other than Angel Garza can uh you know so eloquently tell you how to have sex on national television in the middle of a wrestling match? <laughs> when he first started talking about, I'm like, yo, where you going with this, bro? <laughs> like you still on TV. And the terrible shit is fire, bro. Yeah, like randomly in and anytime during the match, there ain't no like rhyme or reason to when or where he does it. That's the best part. Especially when it become a part of the matches, like when it yeah. become a part of his defense. Like I, I love that. It, it's <laughs> it is huge. Like the crowds love it. So we need crowds again so we can get that back. Uh yeah, man. A- after that, we it was a time when Andrade wasn't this serious, but once he turned you know, in NXT and got more of a heel, it was different. So I actually try to see what he's talking about with Angel Garza that day. He could be really be hit, man. Yeah. Facts, man. Um, also backstage, we got a <laughs> MVP got my favorite meme of the night. Like it his just like stared down Alana, like, bitch, what you doing here? Oh, oh, fuck you? <laughs> so uh that was that was that was that was funny. Um we got a uh, Buddy Murphy and Austin Theory uh, taking on Alistair Black and Umberto Carrillo. Uh, I, I didn't really care for the match because, like, it just it was whatever. Like, it, it made Humberto look weak because Alistair Black was just kind of like holding it down. And as soon as Humberto comes in, the match ends and he loses. So uh, 
But shout out to Austin Theory getting, getting a big win here. Um, right. After the match, uh, Seth Rollins uh, kind of basically threatened to do the same thing to Humberto Carrillo he did to Rey Mysterio last week. Uh, Alistair Black had to stand down. Uh, reminding me of, of the time he was going to break Edge's neck if John Cena kept moving towards him. <laughs> Very similar energy here. Uh, yeah. Next week we're gonna have a uh, Seth Rollins gonna be busy, man. We got a uh, he's hosting Ray Mysterio's retirement ceremony, and we get him versus Aleister Black next week. Uh, All right. My only thing with this is like I love Austin Theory, like, and I'm telling y'all right now, once they unleash this man and give him some actual time on the mic, like I'm telling you right now, there's not too many people in the company that's better than him on the mic once they give him a shot. My thing is like that you just threw him with another mouthpiece where he's never gonna get to say anything. So like his best, like he's dope in the ring. Don't get me wrong, but his best attribute that he has right now is his mic work, and we're never gonna get to see that as long as they keep just like passing him along to groups that have mouthpieces. You know what I'm saying? I, I haven't, I haven't seen as much as everyone else has lost the theory, but the little bit that I've seen, he's one of the few guys that I could say he's like is one of the, the full complete wrestler mm-hmm. through and through. And so go check, out like, some, yeah. uh, go check out some of his evolve work before he came here. Like that that man's something serious. Like he's probably one of my favorites right now in like all of wrestling. Yeah, man. Uh yeah, sky's the limit for Austin Theory. Like I, I always just call him like a, a young Randy Orton because he just kind of gives off that vibe. Like, yeah, you know, he he's around the same age Randy Orton was when he first came on. Uh and he just has all the potential. Like, he just has a look, he can talk, he has it all. Just um, don't be a dickhead. Yeah, just yeah, yeah just don't yes. don't have that aspect of the ring. <laughs> right. But, but as far as, as as far as that's concerned, like uh when it comes to Randy Orton, I met Randy Orton when I was 10 years old and he was nice as hell. And I started hearing all <laughs> this bad stuff about him. And I'm like, nah. So like still to this day, I don't believe nothing that comes up by Randy. Yo, bro, <laughs> no lie, right? No lie, real quick. I, my boy, he does he's been uh wrestling in the area, right? Yeah. He did a show two years ago with, you remember Sanu? Yeah. Or, no, not Sanu, Manu. Manu, yeah, yeah. That was part I, of Legacy. So, he, he was, that was who I thought of in my head. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So That's he did the show with them. He did the show with them, right? And we all headed out to the bar to go get something to eat. I talked to him on the way out. He was like, we was talking about Randy Orton. First thing out of his mouth was, yo, fuck that nigga Orton. That nigga owe me money. <laughs> like, oh, all right. <laughs> That's when I first got on there, like, yo, Randy really be on some shit. But yeah, man. <laughs> man how much money you owe him? Damn. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, damn. Okay. Uh yeah, so we got a uh, next up. <laughs> Are you crazy from that? Uh, next up, we get a we got a promo from Edge. Uh, I like these dark room promos from Edge. Really, uh, you know, allows him to really get his point across uh, without the distractions of the crowd. But I feel like the one thing I really like about Edge's return is, is that it hasn't been ruined. Like the promos haven't been ruined by what chance? Oh my god, bro. And not even that, like Edge, you get to see what a real fucking hardened, no bullshit, straight to the point, don't matter what the situation is, veteran promo looks like. He yeah. never looks at the never looks off into the crowd like there's a crowd, even though there ain't one. Like that shit pissing me off more than anything, where they like pander and like yell out in the crowd and there's nobody there. Like 
he's focused on the camera and the audience at home watching him every single time. Like, bro, like this is like this is promo class one on one. Everybody should be watching. Yeah, this might be the best version of Edge I've ever seen. Fact. And that's yeah. crazy to say. That's so crazy to say because it's like you never had this a, character death from him before. Yeah, like. there's different life to him. Like him having to come back out of retirement, being told you never wrestle again. That's like giving a whole new life to him, and it's like a different intensity when he talks and everything he does. It's crazy. How long was he gone? Was it was that ten years or was it like eight or nine? It was nine. just it was nine, just under ten. That's like damn. That's crazy. Yeah, so yeah, he, he's back now. Grizzle, uh, Grizzle vet, um, has been through some stuff really, uh, really old man Logan ish, which yeah. I think is what they're going for. But it's it, they're doing a really good job at the execution. Um, and I, so I like to see him have a run. I don't, I don't know, uh, what his contract situation is like. I think they said three years. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to see him get another run here. Uh, you know, maybe over time we could turn him heel. Uh, and let him be himself, let him be his, you know, rated R superstar ultimate opportunity self, but, you know, just kind of add another layer to it. Uh, I think, you know, life is giving him another chance, but I, I, in, in the same breath as like Daniel Bryan turning heel, uh, mm-hmm. they, they got the, you know, it's the same thing with edge. Like now it's just like, all right, he needs to take this opportunity and do whatever it takes. So it is, that's be a perfect time for the, you know, him to kind of, transition back into that ultimate opportunist once you know once this honeymoon phase is over with i think it'll be a lot easier for edge because i mean like you said like a majority of his career or especially the latter half before he retired he was a heel so i think it i think it'll be a lot easier for him to make that transition and for the crowd to accept it more than they did like when brian did it Absolutely. So, uh, shout out to Edge, man. It's my, one, always one of my favorite guys. Uh, I, I just found out that he had on Hart's last match ever. Uh, so yeah. that, that's a cool little accolade. Uh, unfortunate, yeah. but it's it's a cool little bit of wrestling trivia. Um, if anybody was ever interested in knowing. Uh, next up, uh, we have a MVP confronts the Street Profits backstage. You know, they they just had a little mini golf uh, session with the Viking Raiders. Uh, and me, I, I like those segments. I know a lot of people don't, but I, I really enjoy them because, you know, it lets the profits be themselves and it kind of gives another layer uh, to the Viking Raiders. But I've already I've already said all that before in the past. I, I, I told you all this like, what, two last week, two weeks ago. If it was anybody else but the Viking Raiders, I'm cool. Right. But y'all ruined them. <laughs> like, Is it ruining them, though? No? I call them the War Raiders because I don't do it that, 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 we can't say war on TV bullshit. Yeah. I'll call them the War Raiders, but I, ever since I've seen them in NXT, it's like, yo, this is a serious team. They don't do jokey shit. I know, it, it, you know the, the time we're in right now, you want to kind of let people be themselves, whatever. I get that. But you messing it. By the time they got to go back in front of a crowd, they're not going to get the same reaction anymore because I really think they won't. And that, I that told, stuff like this I does. Think, I think what they I need to do, though, I, I agree as well uh, on that. A little bit. I, I think what they need to do, they need to have more a better balance of it. Like we can't just have uh Viking Raiders and Street Profits do the this thing every single week. Like at least with the Street Profits, they still have have competed on television and wrestled. Like the Viking Raiders haven't. I don't think they've wrestled ever since they started doing these like these challenges mm-hmm. every week. Like nope. if the Viking Raiders still like went out there and just still kicked ass, like it'd be a good balance. Well, I think that's what I, the Viking Raiders need to have a match this Monday. They they need to have a match on Monday night 
just to just kind of establish that part of them uh, or reestablish that part of them again. Like, hey, we can still whoop some ass out here. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. Like, yeah, fun, but they, they got screwed because they came up with a gimmick already that WWE or Raw didn't give them. So, like, then that's what they're so shitty at is they act like they had no idea what to do with them when they got to to Raw or SmackDown. You know what I'm saying? Like, or Raw whenever they came up. Like, bro, they're a kick-ass. You, they've been trying to find a Road Warriors Legion of Doom replacement ever since then. Like, you have it right there in your goddamn hand, bro. Like, the, the street proper shit, like, for me, the shucking and jiving shit with black wrestlers, like, it's never over with me. Like, don't get me wrong. I know they funny, and they're on TV, and they're getting time, so, like, I'm not mad at it. But the shucking and jiving shit, them and R-Truth and all these dudes do, like, the shit's not cool with me because it's just, like, stereotype shit. But even the, the more so towards the Viking Raiders... Like, bro, you're ruining them. Like, Street Profits, this is what they do. This is what you brought them up to do. They've been talking shit, being funny, being entertaining backstage. But the Viking Raiders, like you said, they're a kick-ass, beat the shit out of you, no-nonsense team. You got these niggas playing mini-golf and shit, bro. Like, like it's... And, then, it's, and this, this is the worst part is, before all this started, they beat the Street Profits. So, it's yeah. like, okay, you saying that they're going to challenge for the titles. They're contenders now. And you start turning into this, this fun shit. And I, I told him, I was talking about this before when I was on the show with him like two weeks ago. I'm like, yo, this gave me PTSD to the Ascension. Because yeah. like, the Ascension was a great team coming up. And then as soon as they got on to Raw and SmackDown, they were like, dead. Dead on that. Which like pissed like, me off because like they might be the best tag team that WWE has overall, like in general. They might be the best tag team they have. And then you're doing like... You got these dudes shooting jumpers and shit, pulling out turkey legs out of holes and shit, bro. Like, like I don't know. It just, it's the whole thing is rubbed me the wrong way. But that's, they're, I mean, they're, they're big guys that can do stuff athletically they should not be able to do. That alone tells you, you can't mess with this team. You can't yes. do nothing to mess their image up. And they're doing it and it's getting me tired <laughs> for real. Yeah. Facts. Hey, man. Uh, I don't agree with y'all, but <laughs> <laughs> I do respect it though. So uh that's that's all that matters. As long as I respect it, like I don't gotta agree. I just, I respect it though. Like because I, I, I see where y'all coming from. But I, I think I think they'll be all right. We just need to get them back in the ring just yeah. to be like and, and I think I think somebody of these two, uh like when I see MVP coming up to Street Profits and, and kind of you know going off on them it, it reminded me of when like montez for his own wife was going off on him just a couple months ago like hey uh you playing around a little bit too much like yeah like show you can kick some ass i think like uh you know i don't i don't maybe maybe a hill street profits i don't think it'd be in the works but it'd be interesting to see if they were to do that like i was, that mind, I was yeah that's what i'm saying i was like shit why don't why can't they mvp mvp yeah you got street profits and bianca Fire! That's killer, bro. Dude, fire! Get, get Apollo on board too. Like you know, we we, we can get all the championships. That's, we y'all know what I mean when I say we. Yeah. we <laughs> the delegation, bro. Really, they should have did fucking Trevor and Cedric Vanilla. That's who should have been with MVP. I think that that's what that's that they messed that up. That's who he should be managing because neither one of them can talk on the mic, and them niggas is Oreo as shit, bro. They need a nigga to like. Yeah, yeah. Give him some little prop up, you know what I'm saying? Like that's where they said, Trevor, you had me confused for a second. I had to think about it. I mean, oh, that's, that's, that's what I call Ricochet, bro. That's, that's, that's Trevor to me, bro. 
Every time I look at him, I just think of that Dave Chappelle skit when he's Tiger Woods, like for shizzle. <laughs> That's all I think of every time I see Ricochet, bro. Like I can't help it. Like it's like engraved in my shit now, bro. Yeah. Yeah, the thing with Ricochet gets me so mad because, like, you, you can see he's not a guy that works the mic at all. Yeah. But if you take that out of it, you could put him in any match with anybody. Anybody. So it's like. But you got to think, too, like, all his runs. Lucha Underground, he was under a mask and Conan was talking for him. Right. And then he was over in Japan where he didn't speak the language, so there, there was no reason for him to talk. It's like he hasn't really ever had a chance, but, like, don't give him the chance anymore. Just take the mic. <laughs> let him <laughs> <laughs> we too man. far gone, bro. Let him rest. Uh, Give him a manager. Old, man. Facts. And, and one more thing about uh about the street profits and, and raiders before we move on. Like one, one of them, I think needs to needs to turn on the other. Like y'all y'all having too much fun, and y'all need to remember that y'all are rivals. Like you know y'all can have respect for each other, but y'all y'all exactly. need to start whooping some ass, man. So I, who who's gonna do it? I don't know, but it wouldn't hurt to have either one of them do it. And uh, let, let's get the Raiders some matches on TV just to kind of reestablish to the audience at home, like, hey, like we still we still this though, like don't get it twisted. Uh, next up, I, I thought was a uh, I was really critical of this match on uh, on Friday uh, last Friday when it was announced, but it, it turned out to be okay. Uh, Number one contenders, triple threat uh, for Oscars championship. We got Nia Jax uh, defeating Natalia and Charlotte Flair. Uh, they they did a uh, they did the uh, the same Brock Lesnar spot that uh, Seth Rollins and John Cena did at the Rumble a few years ago with Nia, yeah. uh, and it it worked well. Like I I didn't think it was I I didn't think they were gonna do it. Um, I really didn't think they were gonna pull it off. Uh, but they pulled off the spot. It, uh, but uh, Nia Jax comes back in and just dominates. Uh, match, it, it was it was cool. Uh, it was better than I thought it was going to be. And uh, I would like to apologize to all three women for uh, not having any faith in them. Yo, yo, my thing is, like, even though we started off this show talking about not talking shit about wrestling shit, like, I can't stand Natty, bro. Like, nothing about, like, everything about her, just, like, I'm not, I can't. The cat shit, her face don't move. She can't do a sharpshooter, and she's a heart supposed to be a heart family member. Yes. She's got the worst sharpshooter ever. Like, bro, like I when she comes out, like I literally either mute the TV or turn it off till she's done, bro. Like, I, I just I don't know what it is. Just I can't take her serious. And the fact that they shove her down <clears throat> our throat on everything, bro. She's in every documentary, every fucking show, every flashback, every moment. Like, she has to be there, bro. I'm like. Quick clout chasing, bro. Take your ass on somewhere, bro. The big thing yeah, for right. me is like the big thing for me is just like she's a consistent worker. She's been there for so many years. She helps and she she's reliable. It's when she talks that really gets to me. Like I, I don't <laughs> like hearing her talk. That's really what it does for me. It's like I I can't take you serious in your promos. That that's really what it is for me. And like, my thing is too like that. Out of it, like I could I could get with it. Like the ring general shit too. Like she's not as good as everybody. Like that's the what everybody wants to like rest their hat on. Like when you criticize her, oh, well, she's dope in the ring. No, she's not. Like you said, she's solid in the ring. She's yeah. not terrible. She's consistent. She, she's consistent, but she still can't do a fucking sharpshooter. She's supposed to be a hard. <laughs> she's so the worst sharpshooter ever, bro. Like it, it, that's what I think. That's what started me. Started making me start hater was how shitty she did the sharpshooter. <laughs> like she's supposed to be. Like, you know what I'm saying? She's supposed to be the carrying on the heart legacy, bro. And you can't do a sharpshooter, bro. Like, stop. I've been doing sharpshooters since I was five years old. You have a professional wrestler can't do a sharpshooter, bro. Like, stop. 
That's why and, uh, I, I was kind of dying when Shayna said the Heart Dynasty dies with you. I'm like, damn. <laughs> oh, that's so true, though. That's so yeah. true. She don't got no kids, so at, at least at least the ones that are relevant. You know, yeah. at least the yeah. ones that are relevant. Is what's his name? Tyson Kidd, is he actually a heart though? Uh by marriage. Yeah, by marriage. That's all I would say. So there ain't neither one of them is hearts for real. I think uh we we got uh Teddy Hart is I don't, I think by extension, I don't know uh the full details I, on that one. I think he is. That, that man do so much drugs, bro. He probably ain't gonna be able to have no kids, bro. Yeah, like so that, I'm not even concerned about that. And then you know we got uh, Dave, Davy Boy. At? Davy Boy is the other one that you know. Yeah. So besides him, uh, I don't know. I like you know, I say, none of them really hard though. None of them is really hard though. Yeah. I mean, they they are, but but. Well, her because her, her dad was um. Jim. Her dad Jim Nightheart, but. Her, her mom is Bret Hart's sister. So. Yeah, her mom is a heart, but I mean, like, technically, none of them is hard. And Dave Boy the same way. Like, his mom was a heart, too, but he's a Smith, technically. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't none of them, like, I think the heart's been, it's, it's done, bro. For real. Hey, but my, my main beef with Natty is that she, uh, she, she beat Sasha Banks last to win the gauntlet a few years ago on Raw, and Sasha Banks was the last person to enter the gauntlet, and you I'm still, still mad about mad that. Okay. <laughs> I take why, it. Did, why did Sasha Banks have to lose last and she was the last yeah. person to come into the match? That's some BS. But Listen, Sasha is like that bullet that's stuck in the chamber. You can't, you try and like, hell, you got a clean. Let shot. her go. You fam. got a headshot and it just won't click and let that bullet loose. It's crazy. Her cousin is a Hall of Famer, fam. <laughs> like, come on, dog. Uh, let's move on, man. We got to. <laughs> We got uh, our truth and, and uh, Rob Gronkowski, you know, get some 24-7 stuff. Uh, shout out to my guy Gronk, uh, very, very obviously reading from a teleprompter in the locker room, which is why he has sunglasses on. Very, very obvious. Uh, that's my guy. But, uh, yeah, this 20, the 24-7 stuff, uh, they got they got to they gotta come up with some more, some more uh, stuff with that, man. It seems like they had ideas at this point. It's been like a year. But uh yeah, it seems like they're just solidly out of ideas. I thought they were just gonna let it die, being as he got signed and shit and wasn't coming back. So I was, I, I figured they just let it die out. Yeah, but I know I know they want that that NFL publicity, so they, they're gonna try to drag it out as much as you know as far as they can. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm here for it. Like that that'll be funny to see. You watching yeah. you know football on Sunday and you find out, oh yeah, Archie pulled up on Gronk <laughs> right before the game started. Like, I can get down with that. They got to deal with Fox. I mean, why not? Yeah, right. Uh, uh, next up, uh, we, we get another promo from Liv Morgan. Um, same old, same old. Uh, and, and they got to figure something out with that one. Um, and in the main event, uh, Street Profits beat uh, MVP and Bobby Lashley by disqualification. Uh, uh, Lashley uh, came in, uh, hit, the, uh, hit the master lock. Uh, that's what I call it, cause cause Bobby Lashley was uh, the first one on record to to break the master lock challenge, and it's his <laughs> move now. So, yeah. so with that being said, it's his move now. So he has a master lock, uh, <laughs> but uh, he, he locked it on Montez Ford, uh, and he wasn't the legal man. So his team got DQ'd, uh, and then after the match, uh, Lashley and Drew McIntyre just brought around uh, John Cone tries to get some of the performance center recruits uh, from the audience to come in and help him separate the two. Uh, but to no avail, uh, 
cool little ending. Uh, Raw, Raw was what it was. Uh, you know, what, what were your guys' overall thoughts on the show? It was a solid show. Yeah, it was another good one. I, I need to say this. I already said it before, and y'all laughed at me, but I'm dead serious about this. It's about to make me sick. Why do we keep saying that this match with Edge versus Orton is the greatest wrestling match ever? Can we stop? Uh, it's on the damn promo now. Greatest wrestling match ever. Are y'all stupid? Bro, I just did like, a tweet about this shit, bro. Like, them and these damn taglines for stuff, bro. Get like this. I can't first do off, First I, off. I love how mad it makes everybody. Like, people but really. <laughs> but it, it's for two things, right? Obviously, if you know anything about wrestling history, there's a long line, a hella long line of matches that you put in that conversation before you even discuss Edwards Orton. And secondly, think about the precedent you're putting on both of them. Like, Edge, for, for as much as he's been active in the last three months or so, or four months, he's had a Rumble match, and he's had a last man standing match. He hasn't had an actual wrestling match in nine years. Just so the pressure that's going to be on him to have a great match, obviously, is, you know, it'll work out just fine because it's Orton, it's somebody he trusts, they got a long history together, so they should have a good match. But that's like, if that's anything short of a five star, it's going to be disappointing because it's like, how you going to give them that pressure to say it's the greatest wrestling match ever? When Charlie said it, I thought it was just a slip up. I'm thinking she just, you know, yeah. needed something to close the show out. I'm like, all right, get Charlie drug tested. She'll be all right. But now it's like, <laughs> yo, I was blowing this thing way out of here, man. Y'all got to stop it. They got to stop it. Uh, I, I think I think what it is, because uh, what I have noticed, it, I, it that appears to be the tagline for the actual show and not just this match in particular so, uh, but I, I, I really don't think they meant it literally. Uh, I don't think anybody was, was seriously going to think like, oh, it's really about to be the greatest match ever. No. Um, it's not. Uh, they even got like, uh, this is the greatest show as, as the theme song for the whole show. So I, I don't know what's going on. But uh, oh, man. With, with that being said, it's usually like the, the things we find ridiculous, like lowers our expectations so much that, when they put on a good show, it's like, damn, that was a good show. Like, uh, looking like great balls of fire, like that pay per view. I remember like, so many people like, man, it's a dumbass name. Bruh, if you get that show any other name, it's it's fire. It's classic, crazy good, classic, off the chain. But just the name just makes you just it just sits. It just comes out wrong. Like, nah, it just shows you that old white men are still making the decisions. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't deny that. Like, that's just the facts. Great yeah, ball of fire, bro. That was yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, this has been the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. Um, TC Fontaine. Uh, as always, man, check us out. Uh, follow us uh, at YK Wrestling everywhere. Uh, listen to us on um, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Uh, Check us out at ykwrestling.com. You can get all the links to everything there. You can go ahead, buy some merch uh, as well. Go ahead, check us out, ykwrestling.com. Uh, go ahead, guys, plug your socials. Reek, where can they find you at? At Reek Havoc 24 I'm also on my show page at The Havoc Hour. Y'all check that out, too. Yeah, RM, man, where can they find you at? Uh, well, you can check out our podcast. Our, our original podcast network is at Smacked Raw Pod. Uh, we actually just got picked up by World Wrestling News as well. You can check us out there. Also, you can hit me up on Twitter 
uh, hashtag Mister Eight Nine Eighty Four. Uh, yeah, and also check out our uh, my YouTube page. Uh, me and Jelly Bean, like uh, we do like comedy shit. We got like skits and funny music videos and stuff like that. Like, hit me up. Let's talk some wrestling for sure. Thanks, man. And uh, uh man, I, I, I don't I don't I don't got my I don't got my guy Malik here to do our uh, our, our closing, man. So I'm just gonna say, man, uh, I'm I'm steal my lines from him like I do every week because he's here with us in spirit. Make bless money, not stress money, man. Always speak your peace. Uh, we out of here, man. Thanks for having me, fellas.